Hello, everybody. Welcome to Soup Boy. There Hello, may be other soup related podcasts out there. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hot Soup. My name is Manolis Queda. And I'm Salas Queda. There might be other hot soup related podcasts out there, but none of them have as much MSG as we do. This is the wrong podcast. <laughs> no, uh, this, is the one, this is the one with the MSG, baby, and the extra flavor packet. We don't like it because it's Asian. It's hot what? soup coming at you with the dried, with the dehydrated vegetables. It's kind of racist. But so is everything else. The other day, the other day, I hung a bag. I hung a bag of water over my doorway, and flies were just like, "What? You're just gonna have that water chilling there?" That one mushroom in Fantasia is super (laughs) racist as fuck. Yeah, that racist fucking mushroom. Mm -hmm. So Sal, um, what's out your window? Look out your window. What's out your window? What's (laughs) out now? Yo, it's sunny. Yeah, it's, I'm just stealing, sunny I'm as stealing fuck, it from you. This, this is my segment now, so yeah, I'm stealing it from you. You're taking it from me. The, one, the only segment with music, with original music. Yep. You haven't written anything yet. Do you have a copy written? It's not going to hold in the court of law. But... I actually mailed it to myself the other day. I mailed the lyrics to myself. And joke's on you. I pretended to be a postman. <laughs> that, letter isn't, that letter is with me. You've been, you've been here this whole time. <laughs> Yeah. And it was actually, it yes, actually just, wasn't, it was, I was fooled because the postman was actually um, Manny's wife on his shoulders wearing a big trench coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm surprised you couldn't tell by the accent. No, like, yeah, such a, this tall German's post person with a very feminine <laughs> face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So it's, you're not going to ask me how, how it's out my window, Sal? Yeah. 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 What's how you didn't, I didn't even tell you what's out my window though. Did I get to say you it? You said it was sunny as fuck. It's sunny as fuck. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Yeah, well, what's, what's out your window? Look out your window. It's dark. Is is dark? Is it dark? Yeah. Is there snow on the ground? What? No, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Why would there? It's like not even winter yet. It's not a winter wonderland. No, no, it's just dark. Oh, it's kind of cold out. What is that? Oh, this this is a this is our new sponsor, Haribo. Uh. If you love Haribo, if you love hot soup, you should go get some Haribo. The best candy made with only the best dead pig out there for the best gelatin. Do they use pigs to make their gelatin? Doesn't everyone? Um, I thought they used... I honestly was under the impression the cow was what was used, but I guess I don't know. It could be pigs. Yeah, I thought gelatin was made out of pork. Yeah, pigs have more collagen. I feel like a pig's got more mm-hmm. collagen on its body. More collagen per capita, you know? That's why Haribo's not halal. More per capita collagen. Oh, so you- shit. Is that, why, is, that why the, is that why the rednecks shoot like Haribo bullets at, at Muslim? Is that what they should do? You know those pork bullets? They should just make Haribo bullets. Mm-hmm. They're too fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, so the reason I bring up Haribo is because you told me to remind you about Haribo. What's up? Oh, Haribo. I just wanted to talk about my about Haribo and how much I love it. And I just wanted to tell you about my favorite flavor of Haribo. But which which Haribo were you eating just now? Haribo berries, baby. Gang, mm. gang. My favorite Haribo I- is the Twin Snakes. Have you had the Twin Snakes? Yeah, those are nice. Twin Snakes are dope, dude. The Twin Snakes is like two snakes. They're They're next to each other. They're buddies. And one, of, <laughs> one is sweet and one is sour. That sound dope. Mm-hmm. Sweet and sour. You know, all we need is salty, bitter, and spicy. Mm-hmm. And we have all the th- all and the flavors for Thai. We'd have all food. the flavors for Thai. We should make Thai food gummies. That would probably be gross. You think so? No, but if it's all balanced, it's good. But gummies are sweet. I mean, you want to you want like a you want a, a, a Tomka flavor? I guess you know at one gummy. point people were saying yeah, but uh, but blacks don't get to vote, you know. Um, Who are you yeah. to decide the gummies are sweet? 
uh, straw man argument, but okay. Um, yeah, I guess by those, I guess we should just make no. Tomka gummy sound. It's yeah, the exact same thing. If you're going to compare it to, if you're going to compare it to segregation, then yeah, sure, Sal. <laughs> they could be shaped like little bowls of soup or like a little lemongrass stock. Mm-hmm. But only white people can eat them. Yeah, yeah, no, duh. <laughs> oh, wait, no, wrong, wrong candy, wrong candy. Uh, do you want to start up with those shout outs you told me to remind oh, you? Oh, yeah, I just had an, I just wanted to like tell you something funny that's been, hap- that happened on our Instagram what's up like um well we've been getting some followers on the on the soup boys instagram our other podcast in case you don't know it's our soup and soup related podcast soup news and soup Soup related podcast and uh you know every once in a while we get likes and comments but i think a lot of people actually think that all the beautiful soup pictures that i use to announce our episodes are actually like soups that we've made and i i think some people think we're a food um instagram you know um, maybe at the start of it, at the at our profile, we should write these soup pictures were not made by us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I should, I should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I just want to, you know, the real Soup Nation started following us, which they are a, a beautiful cooking um, Instagram. So shout outs to the real Soup Nation. I want to give them their their shout outs. Go see a lot of you know, really they, nice. How many looking, followers um, do they have? Looks like a lot they, of they Asian just, soups. They probably just followed us because uh, because they follow everyone. So. I mean, because of our soup hashtags. But they actually commented and they said, oh, our yeah? soup looks beautiful. I would like to taste, please. <laughs> so, you know, All thank right. you for oh. the Real Soup Nation. But unfortunately, I did not make that soup. Yeah. None of those soups. Well, I'm going to say 99% of those soups, I can't speak about the future, are not made by us. They're just beautiful soup pictures we find on there. And, and honestly, that last soup picture that they commented on, that was probably sprayed down with a bunch of uh, nail polish remover to make it look shiny or something, you know? So, so yeah, Soup Nation, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. You fucking cowards. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I wanted to talk about over here, you know? I just wanted to let you know about that. Is your friend also listening to this podcast or only the soup-based podcast? Jen's listening to this podcast, she said, but who knows? Hey, Jen, she might have shout been out to lying. you again. Yeah, shout out to you again, Jen, for 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 listening to our podcast. Yeah, see, now I'll know. So, Jen, tell me if you're tell me if you're not lying. If you heard this, no. you know. Let and me I'm know. gonna check. Hey, Katie, are you listening to the other podcast? Hey, Alex, are you listening to these other podcasts after you joined us? <laughs> or are you a bu- are you a bunch of are you a bunch of backless, uh, spineless liars? You know, she actually got up. into some podcasts. If you want to talk about Alex News, she got into some podcasts. And then she got me into some of the podcasts that she got into. Yeah, well, they got enough advertisements. I got to make sure Alex is listening to us. <laughs> well, yeah, anyway, like, shout we're, out to we're, Behind we're, the Bastards. We're, we're a, No, no, no. They don't need any shout outs, Sal. <laughs> we need shout outs. <laughs> Katie's, Katie and Alex need to listen to our podcast. Katie listens to our podcast. Shout out to All Katie. Right, shout, out, shout out to you, Katie. <laughs> we love you. Alex, get back at me. You better be listening to us too. Katie does. I believe her. She's very supportive. She's very supportive of her friends. She's both a goodie. She's a goodie two shirts. Goodie two shoes. Supportive person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Muse queen. Goodie two shoes. Supportive person. Muse karaoke queen. Shout outs, Alex. I'm waiting for you. Yeah. I'm waiting for you, Alex. I'm I waiting. got hope for you. Mm-hmm. All right, big uh, port, big Maine, big Portland over there. Yeah, big things. <laughs> big um, things in Portland. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Where do we want to start off today, Sal? I mean, we can start right off with uh, Unite the Right 2.0, Nazis marching in D.C. and it being a total <laughs> failure. 
Oh, gang, gang. So the Unite the Right was a total failure. It was held in Washington, D.C. Apparently, it was, it was mark- attended by about 30 people. It was to mark the first anniversary of the Unite the Right rally in 2017, where uh, how many people died in that attack? <laughs> like, like these neo-Nazis are brazy as, as fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I also read that they were like thinking maybe we should try to look less like Nazis, things like that. But uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of news to try to not look like Nazis, try to be more, more nicely dressed. But, but it doesn't really matter. But luckily, um, you know, our boys showed up, and it was completely dwarfed by counter protesters. There was a huge counter protest. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to the to the boys in blue, which of course is arrest- not really, which of course is not really very well covered, and it's just and it's difficult to find anything about it. Mm-hmm. And shout out to the boys in blue uh, for arresting anti, anti for arresting the protesters who were protesting uh, the these these fucking Nazis. Yeah, shout out to you guys for arresting protesters, fucking worms. So we found some videos. There's a, I found some videos that I sent you too. Yeah, I'm watching the video right now. Yeah, you know we got this noted worm, Jason Kessler, just kind of talking to like 30 people that aren't paying attention. I mean, I guess they were there to rouse shut up, you know, and it's like they were they were trying to get protesters arrested. Do you, you think maybe that's why they showed up in such low numbers, too? Um, No, they showed up in <laughs> low numbers because they said that it's like it's not really worth coming out because uh, about the doxing, pretty much saying that, like, oh, we're being attacked so much. It's not worth coming out. We're not it's not worth our job. So the protests are working and people are looking for other ways to like. Uh, to be Nazis, you know what I mean. Going to a Nazi rally turns out doesn't really doesn't really work out that well for most people. Yeah, yeah, people don't really want to be want to be videotaped on the Nazi side of uh, a Nazi rally. Yeah, exactly. So unless you're like a really hardcore Nazi, like Jason Kessler. So yeah, that's pretty much what happened. That's why it was so low. Like you know, people you know telling them to fuck off. And then some so of these Kessler um, initially mm-hmm. Kessler initially Kessler initially attempted. To schedule the to schedule the second rally in Charlottesville, actually, but he was denied a permit by the city in December 2017. That's what I saw. Yeah, Kessler served the city on First Amendment grounds, saying that if he had prevailed in the lawsuit, rallies would be held in both Charlottesville and Washington D.C. In 2018 of June, Kessler sought for temporary injunction from the court to permit a rally in Emancipation Park, of course, uh, on August 11th. And 12th, on June 24th, 2018, during a court hearing, Kessler unexpectedly dropped plans to hold a rally in Charlottesville and posted plans on Twitter for a rally in Washington, D.C. On August 3rd, after withdrawing his request for an injunction, Kessler voluntarily dismissed the lawsuit against the city of Charlottesville. Um, and this is another thing I actually, I guess, wanted to touch touch on. Um, he wanted to do this in Emancipation Park. Right. That's very, very fucked up. Oh, never mind. Emancipation Park. Was it renamed? Oh, yeah, it was renamed. So Emancipation Park was originally known as Lee Park, and it used to have a bronze statue of Robert E. Lee. Um, After they took down the statue, they named it to Emancipation Park, and this is why they wanted to hold it there. Um, I was originally going to talk about something else, but that changes everything, I suppose. It makes it a little bit more um, uh, full circle. Mm -hmm. So the statue... The city kind of just changed it from having a, a racist general in it um, to, uh, you know, naming it after emancipation. So unite the but unite the right one point though the 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 thing that they were the anniversary they were celebrating that was the tiki torch march right that was with the without the white nationalists with the tiki torches in Charlottesville. Exactly. So they where were, were those motherfuckers were, at for Washington D.C.? 
they just didn't come is what I said. They yeah. didn't want to come. Yeah, a bunch people of don't cowards. Come. Mm-hmm. People don't want to show their true colors after they found out. It's like, oh, people don't fuck with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. White nationalists were marching down the street carrying tiki torches, chanting racist, like doing doing racist chants. It's not popular. Yeah, no, people don't like it. Women don't women don't want to sleep with you, which is an issue they've been talking about. Mm-hmm. So all this shit happens. But I wanted to talk about this. The fact I read Emancipation Park and that gave me the idea of wanting to talk about this, um, about all the protests that have been happening in uh, Logan Heights, about in Chicano Park. There's been a few. I went to a couple of them. Yeah, a lot of these people are really upset with uh, uh, Logan with uh, Chicano Park's murals and stuff like that, saying that they're racist or you know. Oh you yeah, can't... yeah, 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 yeah. Those we haven't had one of those in a while, actually. But yeah, for a while we had some. For a while we had some some Nazis, some uh, some San Diegans, quote unquote, from the from the outskirts of San Diego, the some East County and North County mainly people and. And you know, actually, and and they also were busing were were also busing um alt right assholes in from other places that weren't even from our county, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're the, they're trying to protest these. Uh, what they're trying to do is protest the the murals in Chicano Park. Which if you've never been to Chicano Park, the the park is covered in a it's a pretty big park, and there's a lot of murals everywhere, and it's just covered with with um with Chicano empowerment and uh, ethnic murals. But they also they also have a lot of um. There, there's also just like a civil rights theme to the park too, because it's not just Chicano related. There's there's Malcolm there's a Malcolm X mural over there. There's Gandhi. You can find Martin Luther King, and of course all the all the Mexican all the Mexican um the Mexican uh historical figures are, are represented too. You got Diego Rivera, Frida Kahlo's there, Cesar Chavez, Emiliano Zapata. You know. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, lots of pro. There's also a lot of pro. Uh, it's also a very communist looking. There's also a lot of communist uh, theme murals too, actually, which I know, which I know scares some of the some of the uh, alt right people. Which from what from what I researched, like communist has kind of become the dog whistle for uh, for uh, you know not white people. Have you noticed? Mm-hmm. Exactly. One of the, yeah, one of the things in the boards that a lot of these uh, a lot of these uh, a lot of the, a lot of the the Nazis were talking about for the alt right two point in far as you were saying that they that they have to look less like Nazis, not wear body armor, don't take guns out, you know, mm-hmm. be more appealing. They started like a, they started calling themselves anti communist. Like I've noticed a lot of these groups call themselves communists instead of um. Now they 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 say that they're that they hate communists instead of saying like oh yeah we just hate Jews and blacks and Mexicans like everything. Everyone becomes a communist, and it's becoming sort of. It's, it's reminding me very much of like the Red Hunts from uh, from other fascist regimes that take over a country like China or Cuba or um, or or um, or Saudi Arabia. You know where they they start or the United States or the United States. Yeah, where they just start murdering. <laughs> they just start murdering political opposition under the guise of them being quote unquote communists. And in fact, actually, now that like I don't know why, why it took me a while to remember this, but I actually had a I had a run in with some uh, with some alt right people, this um, some alt right trash this week. Did you hear about the Good Time Girl show? No, I didn't. And the I'm reader you hadn't told me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, there's some there's some. Are we? I've, I've, I'm involved in a new uh, in a new scandal with a local publication in San Diego. I don't know how this keeps happening to oh, me. Oh, the reader, how like the reader like uh, named like um, people. And, sh- and stuff like that gave gave names of people and whatnot. Yeah, did you notice our friend friend of the show Katie was in there? Yeah, she was involved. Did you read there? And Katie, she actually was you... not even at the show. And so, um, do you want to read the article or? Um, I mean, it's kind of a big article. Can you just give me the the gist? Yeah, we don't need to read it. Um, basically, um, one of the um, 
One of the let me look up his name actually, so we can let me just call out this douchebag by name. While you look up his name, um, going back to the communism of uh, Latino or Chicano art, I mean, a lot of it is is about Chicanoism, and Chicano kind of grew a little bit out of the United Farmers uh, Workers, you know, which is a union, uh, which was led by Cesar Chavez, you know. So unionizing is very into the is is very deep in the roots of uh, Chicano culture, you know, mm-hmm. unionizing and organizing which is uh, why you see it a lot. And, you know, um, Chicanos, we're proud of our heritage and, um, you know, white people hate all of those things. <laughs> uh, they hate people who are proud of their heritage. They hate unions. They hate uh, they hate um, culture that isn't, quote unquote, American culture. Um, so, yeah, I, you know exactly why they're uh, so upset about it. Which is funny because they don't hate a welfare state as long as it's a, a welfare state for white people, which is actually it's part of uh, their ideology too. They do believe in creating a welfare state, so they don't they don't completely hate communism as long as it's communism that only benefits white people. Well, they love to cherry pick, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they do love to cherry pick. All right, so the article was written by J. Allen Sanford. J. Allen Sanford noted a San Diego reader, uh, quote unquote, journalist scumbag. Mm-hmm who wrote an article about an event that I was at this week actually where um where a bunch of Nazis came into a uh, came into a show that was actually um it was a, it was it was billed as a San Diego Battle of the Bands my band Good Cam Girl was playing and on the bill it included bands like Wasteaways Russian Tremors Bat Lords The Mice Reckless Disregard um just to name a few but yeah bands like Russian Tremors a lot of a lot of these and Revolutionary Guard um, a lot of these bands are actually, um, they're kind of like anarcho-punk or communist punk bands. They're just like, just liberal punk bands. You know, they knew that there was going to be a show with a lot of like liberal and communist and gay punk bands. Mm-hmm. So we had like five, there was like five or six really big Nazis showed up. And straight up. Straight up big and Nazis showed up. Did you tell they were Nazis? Um, you know, they looked like Nazis to me. Let me tell you how, let me tell you what happened. This actually happened in the middle of our set when they made their presence known. We were in the middle of playing one of our songs. And all of a sudden, four giant bros with no shirts on just start like going to the front of the crowd and just start moshing really violently. Mm-hmm. And no one like wants to go in and join them. You know, they're obviously just like they're crowd killing. So they're crowd killing. They're being the basic, the basic, the, the just basic like male, fucking over, oh, just just um uh, overly aggressive. Yeah, yeah, toxic masculinity, dude. The the definition of toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah. Just male aggression all over the floor. And at first, like, I thought they were just some bros. Like, my, my first thought, actually, I wanted to stop playing and so call them out. Did and they look like, so they didn't look like skinheads. They looked like, well, they looked like the douchebags at the Unite the Right rally. Like, well, the point I'm like, trying to make, like no, dudes. they didn't look like douchebags. Or they, well, yeah, they look like bros. They look like proud boy bros, you know? But I want to just say, they look like Nazis to me. I, like, I thought they were oh. Nazis as soon as I saw them. Like, I saw well, some that's, tattoos. That's the new Nazi. That's the new Nazi uniform, really. You know yeah, mean? yeah. They look like Nazis to me, but they were all shirtless. They were just wearing jeans at the time. Like, mm-hmm. all of them were just wearing jeans, and they were like fucking workout bros, like gym rat looking bros. So they're bouncing around. To me, they look like a bunch of Nazis, and I want to stop and call them out on some shit. But lately, like, you know, people fucking get on me sometimes for being too quick to call people racist or. Just like you call people out too fast and it's like, all right, I'm not going to stop the show and antagonize these four dudes moshing, even though I feel like I should and the crowd would be on my side. But it's just going to be like, I feel like it's going to be another instance of me like being like, hey, those guys are Nazis and it turns out they're not Nazis and everyone's going to you know, I'm, I'm going to look like an asshole. But so I just started like making fun of them on the mic and I changed the lyrics to the song to be about like those guys being a bunch of fucking idiots. 
And uh-huh. so the song ended and I, I said something on the mic. I said something about like I said something about those guys being idiots on the mic, you know? And then yeah. we played another song that was more chill. Like they tried to come out and mosh again, but then I changed it up and we played a song that they wouldn't be able to mosh to, you know? Like we played one of our weirder songs. Yeah. So they were like, everyone at the bar liked it, but then they were like, what the fuck is this? And they just kind of backed off. During the end of our set, we're playing our finale. It's kind of a punk rock song. They try to, they sort of try to mosh again, but then, um, but no one's really having it. Like everyone's like, everyone's just kind of like pissed off at them at this point, you know, like the whole bar is like looking at them kind of mean and we're looking at them kind of mean. And then they actually like step away. They kind of get out of the mosh pit. Yeah. But then um then that's when someone notices that the guy, like the tattoo on his chest, it was a Nazi tattoo. One of these guys had an SS tattoo on his chest. Oh, straight up. I was walking like, around shirtless with an SS tattoo. It was like a palm size SS tattoo on his pecs, you know? And that was what I was like looking at. But he was jumping around and me and a, me and a couple other guys that I know are are always on the watch out on the lookout for that. Like we, we were looking at him, but like we couldn't see him because he was fucking moving, you know? So it's like, it could be anything. Cause it's just some shitty prison, like some shitty like prison style tattoo. You know, it could be a fucking black and white lion for all I know. These motherfuckers love getting those too, you know? Lion. Yeah, like lion. So in the middle of us playing, a girl calls him out for his SS tattoo. Some other girl gets up to defend them. And then the two girls start fighting. Oh shit. The two girls start fighting in the bar. And I'm going to stop playing. But then some guy walks up to me and he's like, no, keep playing, man. Just keep playing. And we're like, all right, fuck it. We'll keep playing. And we keep playing our <laughs> song while this fight is breaking out at the bar. These two girls are fighting. And then like the two groups of people get in, but they don't jump in to fight, you know, like two groups just kind of jump into like just to try to separate the girls from each other. Mm-hmm. Like no one else is throwing punches. They're really just trying to separate the girls from each other. Then one guy, like, then we stop playing. One guy gets the hold of the mic somehow, and then he like announces to the bar because no one knows really knows what's going on yet that the guys were Nazis. And then the whole bar just fucking turns on them, and it's like, oh no, get the fuck out of here! Wait, wait. Like, he gets the mic and he says what? A guy just talked about. He just says that they're Nazis. You know, he's just like starts screaming about like those guys are fucking Nazis. That guy's got an SS tattoo on his chest. You know, he just like lets everyone at the bar know. That the guys that were moshing and assholes were in fact Nazis and are now free game, you know? Mm-hmm. So the whole bar gets mad. The uh, the bouncer, the bouncer at the door, Ryan Fox, shout outs to Ryan. He um he kind of like gets in between um the five dudes and a lot of other people at the bar that kind of wanted to just start brawling. Yeah, we can't have a lynching, even if it's like lynching Nazis. You know he gets I mean? in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of like, he calms them down. They start getting tough. They start getting, like the Nazis don't really want to start throwing punches. You know, they're trying to get people to come at them for some reason. Which they like to do. They always want to get people to come at them. You know, they never want to be the ones to start. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, if you're gonna fucking come here to do something, just fucking do it. You know. Well, they know that. Um, they know that the know, authorities are gonna be on their side. They can say that they didn't do anything and that they were well, we attacked. We were just defending ourselves. Yeah, because they're a bunch of fucking victims. Mm-hmm. But yeah, exactly. Like I said, just fucking do something if you want to do something. You piece of shit. I'm not gonna call the cops, dude. Let's just fucking do something. Anyway, they um they uh yeah they were intimidating the bar. At one point, like they kind of like looked like they were about to do something, and people kind people backed up except for Ryan. So I get off the stage. That's when I put my guitar down, and I get off the stage, and I walk up, and they notice me, like coming towards them. And it looks like they were they were getting ready to like start fighting with me. And then Julian gets off the drums, and he comes up and grabs me, and it's kind of like a kind of like a holding holding each other back moment, you know? Because like one of those guys kind of wanted to fight me, and like his homies were like holding him back, and then Julian's like holding me back. Ryan's in the middle and I was like I actually wasn't trying to fight I wasn't trying to fight them at the bar I was just trying to back up Ryan because it looked like he was about to get jumped 
Yeah, by like to four me. Dudes. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, "Nah, they weren't gonna do that." But it's like, whatever. It looked like four dudes were about to like jump Ryan. So I was like, if four dudes, if one of these dudes punches Ryan, that like I'm fucking jumping in. That's it, you know? Yeah. Like regardless yeah, of what happens, sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. If like if Ryan starts, get, they, if Ryan ends up in a fight, like I'm gonna jump in. A fight like that is never fair either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And he's like an it, older like was, little guy. Like it's like fuck that. Sh- like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna let him get stomped out at the fucking tower bar. You know? You know those four dudes would have like started stomping on him too. It wouldn't have just been like one dude. Well, yeah, but the thing is, the bar was full of people. Like I think they were they. It would it wouldn't have just been me that would have jumped in if that, if something had happened. You know, like it would there was a couple other people there that were waiting for an opportunity too. Yeah. But yeah, like there was a lot of guys. None of the guys there. I don't know how many of the guys there would have been down to like fight any of those guys one on one, other than me and Jules. But definitely between like all like twenty of us, we would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, for a fact. Yeah, for a fact. It's like, dude, we got, I got a bar full of people here, dude. Like, even the chicks are gonna fucking kick you in the head if we fucking get yeah. if we like dogpile you, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they got kicked out. They left. They just fucking left as soon as they were in the parking lot. They left. They didn't even stick around in the parking lot, you know? Like no, like if they were actually like there to start shit, they would have stuck around in the parking lot and waited for us to come outside. If they were actually Jude, about that life, huh? <laughs> if they were actually about that, yeah. Life, if you guys were actually about that life, you would have waited for us in the parking lot. Fucking cowards, bunch of worms. At one point, Julian was Julian was like, "Wait up, let me go get my knife." So he gets his knife, and like we just like we we go out into the parking lot, and they're nowhere to be seen. They they like booked it; they're gone. Mm-hmm. No, well, they're just like they were just there to cause shit, you know. Yeah. So then later on, this uh this scumbag um from the reader, what did I say his name was? I got it over here. Ah, here it is. Um, Jay. Yeah, Jay Allen. Jay Allen. Jay Allen Sanford, who doesn't even live in San Diego, actually writes an article. That he Jeez, pieces he together San Diego? from a Facebook thread that my friends that were in attendance at the show wrote about the show. So it was just like he just pieced all this together from a, one of my friends was like, whoa, there was Nazis at the tower bar. And then someone else wrote like, yeah, they were like moshing during the shit that said and started shit, but everyone kicked them out. And that's when Katie was quoted from saying that the owner, Mick, um, that she's seen him kick out someone for being a racist before and he doesn't put up with that shit. But she wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. She wasn't even there that show. I was I was there when Mick kicked out a racist, actually. I saw that. That was actually on a Thursday night at karaoke that was completely empty where me and Katie were the only people there doing karaoke. And some guy walks in who I guess it was like he'd been there before. It was his second time there. And he said something about Mexicans and Jews. And Mick was like, that's it. Like, you, you need to get the fuck out of here. Like, this is like the second time you come here. And every time that you're, you're already you're already talking about Mexicans. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the last time you got wasted and talked about this. It's not like, now you're doing this again. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, we don't we don't like people like you here. Yeah, we're not we're not keeping this. Yeah, it's like, going. yeah, get take that shit outside. Like, no one wants to hear that shit in here. Get the fuck out. So it's nice. I like that guy. You know, Mick's a good guy doesn't put up with Nazi bullshit. And there has been times when Nazis have showed up at his venues, you know, because he runs the, he runs the punk venue. Yeah. And they always, they always crawl out of the woodwork, you know, they crawl out of the woodwork and they love going to punk shows to try to start shit. Cause they know that people hate them there mm-hmm. and punk in itself should be very liberal, but you know, it's, it should be in itself. It's a progressive liberal art form, but somehow it gets co-opted by like freaking Nazis and conservatives. Cause it's violent. Ambassadors. I mean, even though it's not really violent, you know, it's violent, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's energetic, I, mean, I guess. It's energetic. It's aggressive. It's aggressive. It's aggressive. Yeah, it's the aggression. I mean, it's certainly the opposite of like um, what's what plays on top forty or something. Like a that. ballet, yeah. And um, it's not like uh, quote unquote black music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, urban, traditionally urban. speaking, I suppose. Yeah, it's not quote unquote urban music. So you're less likely to you're more likely to hear a white guy playing a punk beat than a person of color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you know. So then everyone got pretty mad that their quotes were that their quotes were lifted off of Facebook without their permission, and this story got stringed together. You know, and I guess the main deal is like it's you're just putting people's names on this um on this article. They've got Mick Rosler's name. They've got they wrote Katie's name on there. They wrote a few other people. The funny thing is they wrote people's people's names on them um, on Facebook too. Like one guy they wrote his name as Yerk Toder. Jesus Christ. Who's not even his that's not even his name, you know? Like I know his real name, but yeah, it's like he goes by your like they, like just which just goes to show like how little research the guy did. You know, he just like you just ripped it he off of Facebook. Dipped into people's Facebook. You know what I mean? That's not research. Like Yeah, yeah. Like cheat like if what, what was like Cheesy McPoopy Pants, if that was your Facebook yeah, name, when you quote Cheesy McPoopy Pants said, Yeah. That's not journalism. That's not like, journalism. He didn't even bother like sending you could have even sent those people a DM, you know? Yeah, like, hey, can I use, like, or you, you could have probably gotten a quote from them. Actually. You know, you could have written the same garbage article and at least, yeah, and at least sent them the DM. But, yeah, or you could have at least, like, fucking DM'd them and gotten a quote from them and gotten permission from them and even, like, been Some asked who was there that you know. You know, you could have asked one person to give you names of people that were there and you could have had... A bunch of quotes. I'm sure. I'm sure some of them would have been more than happy to actually give them a quote. I would have given him like, a quote. I don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like it's it's just that it's bare bones journalism. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not scared of these fucking Nazis. Yeah. Pieces of trash. But yeah. So the thing is, like, they could some of these people, like, they could be dogs. You shouldn't like put an article about who are. Yeah, they're Nazis. They're a terrorist organization. You know. They're a gang. They're a crime group. And you're writing an article mm-hmm. with people's quotes that they, they didn't give you permission to write saying uh, things against them. Yeah, yeah, it's total, total nonsense. Which, total. honestly, it's the reader. And I don't think any fucking Nazis are ever going to read the reader, you know? But Or what give a the fuck reader, about either? the reader. Is that another it's like reading? City Beat, but not as cool. <laughs> it's like a less cool City Beat? It's like a less cool City Beat, but they're actually bigger and have more... Um, they do have more... Um, I believe they have more... Uh, more cities that they're in you know because there's an la reader and a san diego reader and a san francisco reader mm. i feel like there's city beats in other cities too but i don't know i don't know how uh how far they go i, th- I feel like the reader has a bigger has a bigger empire <laughs> all right well that makes sense because it's less quote-unquote cool mm-hmm. so they would have a, fi- a farther reach yeah <laughs> all right so moving forward as things go it's too mainstream you know <laughs> Let's move on to a different kind of Yakubian nonsense. Like those uh like those racist mushrooms in Fantasia? No, no, no. A little bit more lighthearted. <laughs> That's pretty lighthearted. Uh, let's talk let's talk about um Paul Flart, Mark Malkop. That's right, you heard me, Paul Flart. So the man in legend has been fired from the hospital in Florida, which served as his background for his art. So this this the man in question, Paul Flart, uh his first name is Doug. Uh, he did. He declined to give Vice his last name, but the Kevin James looking every man is known on his twenty thousand followers strong Instagram account as Paul Flart. On Wednesday, a video compilation of his most memorable ass clappers, over three hundred and seventy four thousand views, after shooting to the top of Reddit's r slash videos forum. Wait, so who is this guy? What's he do? I'm about to get to that. <laughs> Six months of farts. Is that? <laughs> hmm. So. It all started when Flart moved to Florida from New Jersey. Uh, he got a security job and he noticed. He lived. He, he lived. He, he Instagram lived himself getting fired. Mm-hmm. He noticed that the lobby has really great acoustics and naturally <laughs> we all fart. So one day he ripped a rather nice one and got a really good sound from it. So the next time it happened, he recorded it and sent it to his group chat. <laughs> Paul's. 
uh, obviously, Flart's friends loved it <laughs> and suggested he take a show on the information superhighway. And and these these geniuses apparently brainstormed on a name until Paul Flart was suggested. <laughs> <laughs> like apparently they had to like they had to have a powwow <laughs> to come up with the name Paul Flart. Um, so on March 25th, he posted his first bottom burp on, on Instagram uh, for six months, he farted through his shifts at the hospital, publishing each for a small but loyal crowd uh, that grew to 500, 500 followers. Uh, and then, much like his flatulence, his follower count exploded. On August 19th, Flart jumped from 500 followers to 5,000 because somebody published um, a minute, on, 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 like a two minute long video of all of his farts. <laughs> nice. Mm -hmm. He deserves that. He deserves that, man. Look at this guy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he's just an everyman. He's an everyman, just farting everywhere, farting all over the place. Great acoustics. He live streams his farts. He live streamed them for a while too. Yeah, he would go live and it'd be like, "This is Paul Flart. I'm about to fart." You know, just got one. <laughs> I mean, I haven't listened to them. It's completely disgusting. I just <laughs> I got one. I got one in the chamber. <laughs> I listened to the one minute video to the two minute video, and I got to twelve seconds before i was like i i get it <laughs> i just stopped listening to it is it on youtube it's on didn't i it's on the link i sent you. oh you sent it to me okay i haven't i didn't even see that okay there it's we the go. first video on the link let's see how long sal can watch this video for <laughs> i mean apparently some people love it some people watch it for like two minutes this security guard filmed all his farts for six months and went viral <laughs> watch that first video so is the two minute video all six months of farts no no it's just some of his best farts uh it's a it's a highlight reel it's a highlight reel, yeah. Nothing but the best. All right, well, this thing, this whole thing is loading. Which video is it? Is it the first video? The very first one. So how many seconds into this did you say you got? 12. 12 seconds. So I got into 12 seconds. Let's see how Let's see how long Sal can get into this. All right, so let me put this thing on. All right, so he's just sitting there farting. And he makes, like, goofy faces at the end sometimes. I like how goofy his faces get. And Oh, but sometimes he doesn't make a face. Sometimes he just looks serious still. He's a naughty. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, I saw about as much as I needed to see. <laughs> yeah. How I got. Did you get there? I got like twenty-five seconds in, so twice as much as you did. So that makes me twice as tough as you. Oh man, so tough. So tough. And now he's getting fired, you know. And as we see in the in the video, like, what do you what did you call him? The the legend. <laughs> the total legend, Paul Flart, live streams the video of him getting fired. <laughs> of him getting fired by his boss, and his boss is telling him not to record, and he's like, "Are you still firing me?" And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, then fuck you. Like, then I'm going to keep recording because like, I don't work for yeah, you Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't tell me what to do anymore. I don't work for you. He's like, well, this is private property. So you can't be recording private property. Well, I am. Yeah, exactly. Fucking stop me. Call the cops. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm Paul <laughs> Flart. Yeah. Suck my dude. I'm going to um, find other yeah. rooms to fart in. He should just find, he should make it, he should make a YouTube channel where he just finds like other good rooms to fart in. Paul Flart, hit me up. I got a big concrete room that we have shows in. So, you know, if you ever want to come to our to title to, to content partners and, uh, you know, fart in our secret venue, which is just essentially a giant concrete recording studio with great acoustics, we'd love to have you, buddy. Mm -hmm. It'd be great. You got an open invitation anytime you want. You just hit me up. I'll open it up for you. We'll get the we'll get the good lights out so you look good. <laughs> Excellent. 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 Uh... Excellent video right there. Some good Yakubian nonsense for a change. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, some good, some good Yakubery. Yeah, don't get it twisted. This is Yakubian nonsense, but it's the good kind. Yeah, it's the kind that's okay. It's the kind that doesn't get black people killed. Which is good. Speaking of getting black people killed, the other day at the Cherry Bomb, <laughs> some more, some more stuff. Man, San Diego's getting wild, isn't it? 
Man, nothing. No, no black people were in danger, but just a an example of just white people fucking just being fucking stupid, calling the cops for no reason. You know, another one, another example of white people calling the cops unnecessarily. Uh, while we were cooking at the um at the cherry bomb, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Some guy who we don't know um came out of the cherry bomb and he was chased out by the the bartender. Shout outs to Sandra, bartender for the cherry bartender and owner of the cherry bomb, and all around nice lady. Mm-hmm. Um, she chased him out and she was like, she was like in a struggle with him, like taking something out of his hands. And he's like, you're touching, you're putting your hands on me, like being a wild little brat. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's because you took a beer from my bar illegally. So the guy had tried to walk out with a beer and he was drunk and he was about to get in his car and drive away. Yeah. Or he'd been drinking, you know? And the, well, the bartender just like, no, you can't like, you can't like drive off. Like you can't get, you can't leave and just take a beer, take an open beer with you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she, she stopped him. And he's like, I'm calling the cops. You assault, she assaulted me and I'm calling the cops. Cause I was like, did you try to take a beer out? He's like, yeah, I'm calling the cops. Cause she assaulted me. And so I start talking shit to him. I'm just like, dude, you're such a coward. Like you're going to call the cops because you got caught taking a beer from, and you're going to call the cops on her. She's like a 120 pound woman. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the, so, so the guy was like, the guy's friend was trying to get him to calm down because he was embarrassed and he said that they weren't calling the cops, but they drove off like a couple of scumbags that they were. And the cops did show up. Mm, I got excited. I was like, dude, there's white boys like that that fucking get people killed. For real. Mm hmm. So the cops showed up, but they didn't even care. Like the cops showed up like they didn't even want to be there. They didn't even bother to stand up straight. They were just kind of slouched because they just saw everyone was just like kind of hanging out. You know, we were eating food. People are just kicking it. The bar's super chill. It's like a little neighborhood bar. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, I heard there was people fighting here, and everyone was like, Nope, we didn't see any fight. Uh, the bartender comes out and she's like, Yeah, I'm like that kid called the cops on me. Like, I'm the I'm the 120 pound bartender that like that beat that guy up. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the cops were like, oh, Okay, well, there's nothing fucking going on here. They left. Mm. Let us be. But yeah, there's some Yakubian nonsense which I got to experience firsthand at the Cherry Bomb this week. Oh, uh, yeah. While oh, I was cooking, sweetest. while we were cooking our flat top delights. Yeah, should have smushed his face into the flat top. Right? Then then we would have might have, then we might have had something to explain, though. Yeah, that would have poisoned your meat anyway. Yeah. Fucking, oh, no, the flat top is good, man. The flat top is, I think it's super hot. Nothing survives on that flat top. I, I, I would have just sprayed some water on it and scraped it right off. <laughs> Hell, yeah. All right, well, let's continue with this Yakubri, then. Did you see this video right here? Which one? You just sent me one? Uh, yeah, I just sent it. A white man gets arrested for causing disturbance at Orlando Airport, and he told the police, you're treating me like a black person. Awesome. Did he say awesome. with, Did he say black person, or did he use the N-word? Uh, yeah, this is finger snaps. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he said black person. Oh, okay, okay. Well, do not hurt me. Why are, damn, dude, why are they doing that, though? Because they're fucking pigs. <laughs> Nobody's right in this whole video. Um, I mean, to be fair... I don't think he meant like he was outraged at being treated like a black person. Is that what you think he meant? I don't know. I don't know what's up no, with this guy. No, is that Yakubian nonsense? Uh, I mean, here's this. Here's why it is, right? So, if he was here's why it's a Cuban Cuban nonsense, right? Because if he was really being treated like a black person, he would have been fatally shot. Then the millisecond he resisted arrest, you know what I mean? Which he most certainly did. Uh, luckily for him, his white privilege saved his life. I mean, you know he's I mean? getting he's getting the boot medium style, which is something that also exactly. could have happened. I mean, hopefully the police aren't such animals that they're gonna fucking shoot a guy in the middle of an airport just for being black. But I'm sure they'll be. I'm sure they'll give you the boot medium or heavy style, throw you in the back mm-hmm. of a car or the car, you I know, mean, hold you down, white... hold you down, and spray and pepper spray you in the face. 
he's a white doctor and they he got the boot medium style like you said but the reason he's like that's why it's Jacobian nonsense you know because he's like comparing the small amount of bootage he's getting to, yeah like, yeah he's what? really not getting beat up he's not getting punched yeah he, ha- he, he didn't get punched a single time he is, is getting roughed up probably much more than he is used to just rolling around on that hard uh linoleum floor doesn't look comfortable so he told um uh my nine nj.com i'm a provocative guy and i do it on purpose is what he said you know why because people don't say stuff if you say it people will debate it and talk about it maybe we'll get a solution he continued i figured a white guy getting arrested at an airport might get some attention to those black people who i think are legitimately concerned if i was a black person i'd be terrified uh, police say police said they found cannabis on him but Epstein claimed he was not under the influence of any drugs when the incident happened. Yeah, and like, whatever. Like, like we care if you if you're high on weed at the airport. Mm-hmm. Again, if he was really a if he was really again if he was really being treated like a black person, he would have been locked up for longer than he needs to be and forced to take a plea deal. Yeah, what happened to this guy? Did he get life? locked up? What? what how, how did that even start? Did, did they explain how that how the altercation even started? Why did they, why is he even going to get arrested at the airport? Hmm. Let's see if I can find Was it because he smelled like the weed? So it says here that he was just yelling obscenities in a ticket line at the Orlando International Airport. And then he was removed. Uh, so it sounds like he was just being wild brazy and the airport just wasn't having it. You know, yeah, it sounds like ate. it sounds like he was. Be, it sounds like his white privilege was, was in full yeah, exactly. array. Because if he was, he was just, just yeah. being white and privileged, <laughs> yeah, he was just standing there yelling obscenities and cussing. Like if you were a black guy doing that, they would not. You would. That is not how you would get taken down. You know. Exactly, which is why it's Yakubri. Yeah, they would have just grabbed you. They would have just grabbed you under the arms and then fucking chucked you out the door, your face first. You know, they would have given you the old, the old horse collar, the old back of the belt, back of the collar, face battering ram. You know, mm-hmm. battering ram your face through the door Arca- into the tree. Ar- RKO'd you at the airport. Yeah, exactly. John Stewart throwing you out like John Cena. You got something else we can throw in here, so. Yeah, yeah, I got some of the stuff from last week that didn't... Some of the stuff that I wanted to talk about last week that I might have not gotten to. Yeah, we can bring it up. Yeah, actually. Yeah, so did you hear about uh, some of the slave labor that the United States was using a couple weeks ago? Oh, you mean the... Um... Inmate firefighters make 1 to $2 do- to two dollars a day to fight the, the California fires and that they were actually using juvenile juvenile um, delinquents as well? A.K.A. children? A.K.A. child labor? A.K.A. child labor? <laughs> A.K.A. child slavery? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, California uh, suffering a record-breaking, um, record-breaking wildfires in the Mendocino complex, and Ferguson fires continue. But to combat the flames, the state is turning to a controversial practice: prison labor, which has always been controversial. But I mean, making these people make underwear and license plates is one thing, but having them actually do dangerous uh, firefighting mm-hmm. at two dollars an hour. At two dollars an hour, fam. Like I understand. <laughs> They're they're being rehabilitated, but this is like this is dangerous work that I feel like takes a lot of training too. Rehabilitated in very large air quotes when it comes to the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More than um, two thousand quote unquote volunteer inmate firefighters, including fifty eight youth offenders, are battling wildfire flames through California. Don't, don't say youth offenders. Say children. Say child slave labor. You know what I mean? Say yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just I'm I'm writing I'm reading the I'm reading this this is a quote this is in quotation marks but yeah. Mm-hmm. Serving a vital role. This is this is this is how. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me. This is in quotation. This is how it's um how it's being how it's being advertised. Today, more than two thousand volunteer inmates. The volunteer is obviously in giant quotation marks too, right? 
here's the spin. Yeah, here's the spin. Today, more than 2,000 volunteer and made firefighters, including 58 youth offenders, are battling wildfire flames throughout California. Inmate firefighters serve a vital role, clearing thick brush down to bare soil to stop the fire spread. Mm-hmm. Tight, tight, tight. And everyone's like, wait, what did you just say? He's like, wait, one, one more time? <laughs> yeah. Um, Can you repeat it? One, I'm sorry, one more time? I'm sorry, what? I'm, so, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> but apparently inmate, California's been using inmates to fight fire since the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't a new thing. It's just like, I think people are a little bit more woke now. You know what I mean? And they're just like, and the fact that they say, they even said like 58 youth inmates, you know what I mean? Like under 18 uh and then at two dollars an hour, these yeah, people serve. It, it, these people end up working up to seventy-two hour shifts sometimes. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, There's this like firefighter program saves the state ninety to hundred million dollars in actual labor. Mm-hmm. Yep, the state is just desperate to like um, <laughs> not pay people. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the government is just like it. Literally wants slave labor, dude. Like that's mm-hmm. what capitalism leads to. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then they find some Uncle Tom to to say to get a nice quote from. But it's not. He said it's not just the prison walls you get rid of, says Michael Dignan, who is a, who is a quote they quote after they say that some of the inmates say they appreciate the opportunity because they get better treatment and a sense of doing something good. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn that there is stuff you can put yourself through that you never thought you would have been able to do. Yeah, my guy, but why do you have to do that? You know, and why shouldn't why aren't you being properly compensated for it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Did you read that there's actually protests going on right now mm-hmm. because of this? Yeah. Well, not like the the um, the prisoners are actually going on strike in a lot of places. Prisoners. Yeah. Prisoners have, have had a have had a history of going on strikes and having um, and uh, like even hunger strikes, too, are very common in prisons. Mm-hmm. But it's just like it just makes more. It just makes sense, you know, the way they treat these people like animals and stuff. You know, they get treated like animals. And honestly, this is just this is just re this is just slavery two point though. You know, we we yeah. I feel like we decided that slavery was an inhumane and wrong thing to do to people, regardless of where they come from or what they've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And you know, here we are repeating history again, and then doing yeah. it with children. Yeah. <laughs> Also, with now in child flavor. Yeah, now with child flavor. <laughs> the flavor you crave. And it's a total mess, man. You know, I don't have too much else to say about that, other than you know, this is just this. Is, it's just uh, it's just more examples of bullshit by the state, just trying to saying that they don't that there's that there's no money to um that there's no money that they they can't afford to pay these inmates more, but the state is saving ninety to a hundred million dollars of um of actual labor costs. You know, uh-huh. I don't I don't know what I'm saying, man. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. I guess what I'm saying is that even if like the prison labor gives the in- is giving like the inmates something to do, and they're like they're trying to compensate them, what's still like there there's still like the moral and ethical question behind the practices that like we're doing today. You know, in the end, this is still slave labor. And Two dollars is completely unacceptable, man. Yeah, this is slave labor, and you're not supposed to use juveniles for things like this. Like you can't even like it's illegal to have a juvenile working at like working at a working behind a bar. You can't have them fighting fires. Mm-hmm. You can't have him fighting the wildest Mendocino fire that California has ever had. You know, I feel like if like if we're not, not going to trust these kids to open beers, like we can't be trusting them to fight fires. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And just the general way that they treat inmates and then and then adding like putting them into danger and then adding like two dollars an hour. And then when you consider the amount of money that the state makes off of them, you know what I mean? All of this put together just creates like. A giant mess that's a giant disgusting mess yeah from the side that they're saying they can't pay them like what's what about like all these license plates that they're making and all this underwear they they also make underwear like this they, and they contract these inmates out 
to other to 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 large corporations to to be a workforce for them too sometimes you know like why why aren't you charging these people these corporations more money mm-hmm. they're saving a lot of money you're paying these people you're paying these people like what like two percent of what they deserve to make yeah <laughs> probably that sounds about right i mean shit you if you want how much how much do you think firefighting should how much does a firefighter make mm, probably not much to be honest fighter average salary so in virginia they make 50k a year is yeah in virginia 50k in montana 49 49k indiana 46k well let's see in california delaware 45k california 69k the highest paid firefighter salary is in new jersey at 81k well 69 70k is not too bad yeah, but that's California, and then compare that at, like they're. But that's where that's where they're fighting the fires hour. in California. Yeah, exactly. They're getting thirty three dollars an hour, like in regular pay. They're mm-hmm. getting two dollars an hour in as inmates. Um, it's just like they're making about thirty dollars an hour. Yeah, so like if you look at it, they're getting they're getting they're getting they're making they're making like less than ten percent of what they of what they should be ma- of what they're getting paid. You know, the salary for a Puerto Rican firefighter is uh twenty five k. 12.35 an hour. The territory that America controls that we can't even give power back to. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we can't even afford to give them power. They still make more than these inmates for fighting fires. And I'm, what, what I'm saying is like the, the money that you're making off the license plates and the underwear that you're selling and all those other products. Like you can't just you can't charge these people 15 percent of the labor cost or 20 percent of the labor cost. You have to go as dirt as low as you can. You have to lowball as low as you can to just to just make make sure this is as much as egregious of a human rights abuse as you can make it yeah because that's what capitalism does Mm -hmm. what else you got so did you hear about what kendall about kendall jenner um talking shit about models just showing off her privilege kendall jenner was talking shit about models no what did kendall jenner say about models so kendall jenner uh in case you missed it um, which one is kendall anyway because i'm not even sure who is kendall the mom or kendall jenner is the second youngest sister oh okay Whatever that means. I, I don't really know too much myself. I just kind of know the family. And she is one of the younger ones. Like the three main ones that everybody knows are Chloe, Kim, and Courtney, right? Yeah. Those are the three Kardashians. And then the, the, the dynasty or whatever you want to call it continued with Kendall and Kylie. Kendall, who does uh, karate. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but in a recent interview with Love Magazine, Kendall said that she was quote unquote selective about the catwalk show she chose to walk. And that she wouldn't do, quote, uh, in quotes, like 30 shows a season or whatever the fuck those girls do. So here's the total quote. Since the beginning, we've been super selective about what shows I would do. I was never one of those girls who would do like 30 shows a season or whatever the fuck those girls do. More power to them. But I had a million jobs, not only catwalks, but everything else. The whole combination was very overwhelming. And I started to freak out a little bit and needed to take a step back. So the comments didn't go down well with uh, Kendall's peers, several of whom posted on Instagram calling Kendall lazy and saying they were fucking proud of all the shows they walk. So so, so this person, La Ferretta, on Instagram wrote, seriously, being lazy is not being selective. We work hard and give 100% from us, uh, but you can't say that for yourself. And after all you dare to talk like this, Darius Trocas wrote, whatever the fuck those girls do, is their very best to make their way up and try to make some money so that they can provide for themselves and their families. Oh, and it's 70 shows a season, by the way. And we all are fucking proud of every single one of the girls that did it. Pretty much uh, 
Kendall was just is it Kendall? Is that who I'm talking about still? Kendall, yeah. Pretty much Kendall yeah. doesn't have to work that much, so she does. Exactly. Exactly. Pretty much Kendall doesn't have to work that much. Um, she only does the shows to increase her fame and then she goes around talking shit about models who have to work seventy shows a season just to be able to like feed their families or move their art forward, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I guess she replied on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday, a representative told uh, here on here BuzzFeed News that her comments were taken out of context. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm reading. Yeah. So mid through, she realized the number of shows some models walked a season is closer to 80. The point was that now it's, it's 80. Path. Yeah. And the more power to them. She admires their hard work and dedication. It's an accomplishment. You know, it's like saying it's like being like it's like being like a guy like a guy at work that's independently wealthy. So you only have to work part time and you're just um. And she was saying that she's yeah. Like, well, what she's saying, the- like, I'm not one of those girls that like can, that does th- the does thirty shows or whatever the fuck. What she's basically saying is like, I don't like, I have enough money to not have to do all those shows. Yeah, exactly. like I'm already famous and rich, so I don't need to do thirty shows. Like that's what it means to be not one of those girls, you know? Exactly. It's like it's like Tom Cruise is not one of those actors that does ketchup commercials. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Exactly. Like Kevin Hart is not one of those comedians that does open mic at the Laugh Factory. You know, it's like oh, just, he might, but he doesn't go. It's more like he doesn't do cruise ships. Not open mic. He doesn't do open mic. I mean, yeah, he might pop in on an open mic, but he's not like he doesn't do the open mic. You know, like if Kevin Hart wants to try out material, he can just there's like he sh- he shows up. He can do a mic where he tries out material. You know, he can get a whole thirty minutes of stage time to try out material. Actually, comedians like Kevin Hart and Chris Rock are doing a lot of pop-ups to test material because if like they announce it, then it's just like it's a total shit show. Yeah, yeah. Then a too bunch of people are, are going to show up. People are recording their content before they can release it out to the world. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then people will still try to record them anyway. Anyone that's at the open mic. But yeah, when you pop up, when you when you show up at the open mic, they can just do whatever they want too. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, Kevin Hart's not the type of comedian that gets five minutes on. You know, that has to that you bring up on the open mic and has to wait around. Yeah. Yeah. Emeril Lagasse is not the type of chef that works at McDonald's. <laughs> but people are saying um, that she is just showing her entitlement and that she hasn't had to work for her supermodel status. Yeah, basically she's saying I'm wild entitled and don't have to work because I'm already rich and famous. So I get to just do exactly. like shows you, whenever you girls, I want. You girls are just whack because you because whatever the fuck those girls do. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. Why are you doing all those shows? It's like because we're not fucking famous and rich already, you know? Because we, like our family didn't just like create reality tv shows and shit. yeah yeah we don't come from the family that made reality tv shows for famous like you don't even have the like and it just shows like how disgustingly unaware rich the rich really are you know she just to, to make a statement like that it's not like it's not like yeah sure you have a lot and like you're lucky but it's just you're just so unaware like it just shows how oblivious and unaware rich people are of their own privilege when they when they say something like that you know exactly which, it's it's like know. why why are you having trouble feeding yourself? Don't you just have your private chef make you uh make you keto meals every day? Exactly. Like how are you? Like yeah. I just I just like I'm the type of guy that just has a private chef cook me a different keto meal every day. I don't know what's up with these fat fucks that can't like keep track of their diet. You know. <laughs> Obviously, you're not keeping your private chef in line. Mm-hmm. You really need to you really need to talk to your personal trainer about mm-hmm. what's going on with your fitness. And then they start saying stupid shit too, like 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 the like she has she's got a quote. She ends she ends a string of tweet by saying like cultivate kindness today and always. Mm-hmm. Simon. After she makes a, after she makes her giant statement, it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> exactly. So yeah, she says I was misrepresented in a recent interview over the weekend, and it's important to clarify the meaning. It was intended to be entirely complimentary, but unfortunately, my words were twisted and taken out of context. I want to be clear: the respect that I have for my peers is immeasurable. Like I don't know how to start complimenting when she said like whatever the fuck it's they like, do, you know? It's like nah, bitch, you were you said that. <laughs> yeah. So Emma Rose, mother of dragons, tweeted back: No, they clearly quoted you. This is what happens when you are entitled and your supermodel status is handed to you supermodel in quotation marks you haven't worked for anything you never work you never would have made it if it wasn't for your kardashian connection damn it's true though that's how Mm -hmm. it is yeah it's the truth like i've said it before and i'll say it again i don't think kendall and kylie are that attractive and for a while they i mean they're attractive don't get me wrong they are attractive but for the amount of attention they get from the magazines it's just like it doesn't make that much sense you know yeah yeah are they the most attractive women in the world i mean that's subjective super subjective Mm mm-hmm so another one we got, we got, she also so we tweeted, I get to experience f- firsthand their tireless commitment, their work ethic. This is Kendall trying to backtrack ethic, the endless days, the lack of sleep, separation from family and friends, stress of traveling, the toll on physical, mental health, yet they still make it and still and all look effortlessly beautiful. Alexandra Noel tweeted back, you definitely do experience that, but your experience is different. You're able to take breaks and vacations or even stop working as you still have income from other projects and jobs. A lot of models don't, so don't trash them for doing 30-plus shows a season. Yeah, she's a fucking tourist, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what makes sense? I know a couple of girls that have been trying to get into the modeling world and um, working your way up to being a model. Yeah, (laughs) We know some girls that have even been, they've been on the cover of French Vogue, and they've done ads for Vans, and, um, you know, they've gotten covers of magazines, and they're still, still, even at that point, they're still struggling to get by. Mm -hmm, Exactly. You know, it's not, it's not really easy. it's not a lot of money because there's not a lot of jobs and there's there's so many there's so many people that want to do that job. It's honestly very akin to like people trying to pay you with experience or something like that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of being paid with. Yeah. A lot of these girls get paid with experience where you, quote unquote, just do a show and you give up your, your time and your day and, you know, just pretty much your body and your commitment to this event where like all you all you get is the privilege. You get paid with the privilege of having been part of it. It's a real shame, but that's just how it is. It's essentially, I think we got enough time for one more story. So you got something to bring to the table? Uh, I got nothing right now, actually. Sorry. You got nothing? Let me see. Um, so Europe, animal abuse or leaked evidence? Leaked evidence. Okay. So reality winner. That's her name. Reality win. That's a terrible name. Reality winner, the NSA analyst who leaked evidence of Russia election hacking, has been sentenced to five years in prison. By an American court? Well, yeah. Jeez. Mm -hmm. I sent you the link. So, reality winner, the former National Security Agency contractor who leaked a classified document to prove that Russia had tried to attack American election infrastructure in 2016, has been sentenced to 63 months in prison as prosecutors had recommended. It's the longest civilian sentence in the U.S. for leaking classified government information to the public in history. Uh, Winner Winner pleaded guilty in June to leaking the top-secret NSA reports. Uh, That report outlined how the agency believed that the GRU, Russia's military intelligence agency, had attempted to fish... The Yeah, had attempted to fish out... U.S. election vendor believed to be Florida's VR system. Uh, when the phys- phishing uh, attempt apparently failed, GRU officers proceeded to email individual con- county employees across the U.S. 
with Gmail accounts that contained VR systems in their names. Winner's mother, Billy Winner Davis, the winners, what the fuck, <laughs> views her daughter as a whistleblower who was being punished for speaking the truth to the Trump administration. She is not a winner this time, though. No, she is not. So before her leak, the GRU campaign was unknown to the public, though other Russian attempts to influence the election with influence operations by hacking Democrats and leaking their emails and trying to penetrate state voter registration databases were. So pretty much we have a person who was a whistleblower trying to show more evidence of Russian hacking and the system, for some reason, deciding to punish her for it. Because, I mean, it was classified information, but, you know, I feel like the voters deserve to know about this sort of stuff. Because it's things uh, that, are, you know, are affecting our country. Mm-hmm. So they decided to give her five years in prison. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so at least two countries are known to have received those emails. Uh, two, at least two counties are known to have received those emails. Omaku County in Florida. I don't understand exactly what spear phishing is, though. Spear phishing is an email or electronic communication scam targeted towards a specific individual, organization, or business. Although often intended to steal data for malicious purposes, cyber criminals may also intend to install malware into targeted users' computer. Ah, okay, okay. So that's what it was then. Yeah. So it was over 100 of those emails in Florida alone. Alone, yeah. Pretty much she just let the public know that was going on. And it's just more... Yeah, uh, to, vote, to voter registration database. So that's like that's over 100 different voter registration databases that could have been infect, infected. Mm-hmm. Which is important for the public to know so the public can be upset about it and like tell the government to you know increase cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. Because if people don't protest and tell the government that they're pissed off, the government ain't going to do shit. Yeah, or they, yeah, they're, or they're going to act like they don't know. Or, I mean, I mean, the government could have been... The government might, it could even be Russia at this point for all we know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, honestly, the government could be run by lizard men in all in all actuality, you know, um, unless it is, they release it's run it. By lizard, men. Uh, lizard men. Uh, I used to. Uh, I was dating a girl Mars. that believed in the lizard men. Lizard men from Mars. They're sex trafficking. They're sex trafficking to lizard people. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was I was low key trying to fuck a girl that believed in the lizard men and and chemtrails and the sex trafficking. So are you saying that you didn't get to? I did not get to. No, no. I mean, it was it was hard. She was hard to talk to. <laughs> you weren't enough of a conspiracy theorist. Very attractive, but yeah. At, at one point, it was just like I just I don't know how the fuck to like talk about any of this shit with you. you Should just made up a conspiracy theory. You know, now I just I just heard a new thing. Yeah, where you just where where someone gives you a conspiracy theory. This was some Ari Shafir. Like just hit him with an even harder conspiracy theory. Like, you know, it was like it was like the government shot or like the JFK conspiracy. He's like, I just be like, I don't even believe in JFK. It's like, what? <laughs> like, I don't think he was real. Like JFK wasn't even real, man. That's the government. That's a conspiracy. Like JFK didn't even exist. It's all a cons- like that's that's just what they want you to believe. You know, what's the evidence? Have you ever Damn. seen JFK? Have you that's ever talked brilliant. to JFK? <laughs> yeah, right. That's fucking brilliant. He's like, you know, the government was behind 9-11. He's like, I don't believe the Twin Towers ever existed even. Like, I I went to New York and I didn't see any Twin Towers. Mm. I've never seen a picture of them. Dank memes can't melt steel beams. Yeah, right? Yeah, he's like, whenever people hit you with a conspiracy you want to talk about, hit them with an even harder one. It's like, chemtrails, I don't think airplanes are even real. Like, I think that's just a giant LCD screen and it's all fake. Have you ever met anyone that's actually been on an airplane? Have you ever... <laughs> Have you? Do you even really like know that? Like, you're like not just oh, oh. I mean, you 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 met someone that was herded into a tunnel, into a room, in, in into a small like into a small tube with a bunch of people. Is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. 
and then they appeared somewhere else. Sounds a lot like teleportation to me, and the government just doesn't want us to know about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two-hour teleportation, you know, six-hour teleportation. It's only to keep our illusions up. I mean, you just you were just on the ground the whole time. It was a simulation. <laughs> that that like and while they were doing that, oh, they you redecorated went from San Diego the to room. New York. To be honest, New York isn't even a real thing. That was all computer generated. Yeah, I don't believe in New York. <laughs> on that note, I think we're gonna end it right here, you guys. Uh, thanks for joining us today on Hot Soup uh, and listening to all of our complaints for the week. If you want to get at me, you can find me at Manny Grins on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. That's M-A-N-N-Y-G-R-I-N-Z. And you can find me at Sakasal on Instagram as well as at Chef Sakasal. And our Instagram is Hot Soup Boys. And our Gmail is at hotsoupboys at gmail.com. If you want to send us an uh, Anchor voice message, uh, you can send that to anchor.fm forward slash hotsoup. Thanks again for listening, you guys. Peace out. Peace.